Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Joel Coleman of Sports Illustrated's Cowbell Corner, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for thunder and lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Joel T. Coleman here with you on a, it's still a, it's not quite Thursday morning for us just yet, but it is for you, hopefully. Uh, thanks for joining us at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. We appreciate all of our great listeners, especially our servicemen out there taking care of us. I want to thank our sponsors at Strange Brew Coffeehouse and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Uh, Strange Brew is going to, if, if you watch, stayed up to watch this game, or if you're one of us who's you know still up, Strange Brew is going to be a place you want to go tomorrow. By the way, like I said, I think I've mentioned it before, but you got to, you got to head over to Strange Brew and try these new donuts they have. They are just... They're good. <laughs> I don't really know how else to describe it. They are delicious. They're the best donut in town. It's not really close either. Uh, how much better they are than any other donut you're going to have. I mean, you're getting a strawberry cream-filled donut with chocolate covered. I, I, don't, I can't give you any more it than that. had, like, sprinkles on it, too, didn't it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's every... It, look, if you're going to eat something that's bad for you, and we talked about it yesterday, I know. Yeah. It's, 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 it, that's not the healthiest thing in the world. I say two things. One, uh, make sure it's you know it's nice, homemade. You know, with the, it, it, there's not a lot of fillers in there, not a lot of artificial products in there. It's, it's, it's not all homemade there at Strange Brew. But two, and far more importantly, if you're going to go that way, go big. Don't 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 screw around with like a you know one Reese's peanut butter cup or some of that. Go get a chocolate covered sprinkles. Strawberry cream filled donut. That's the way to go. I say anyway. That's living your life, hey dad style. There, <laughs> Coleman style would be like just get the coffee. <laughs> hey dad's like oh, I'll take one of those donuts. While hey dad here. style. That could be a t-shirt. It could be. It could be. It could be a song like Gangnam style. <laughs> can I? Can I do that? Can I get seventy-five million YouTube views? I don't know. So, well, strange brew coffee house. If you could, you probably don't need a podcast anymore. You're right. If I can monetize that, yeah. Uh, our good friends over at College Corner want to monetize your desire to get a brand new MSU T-shirt or polo, and they're, they've got they got the biggest and best selection in Central Mississippi. So before you head up to Starkville again, and I know that's going to be for baseball because I know you're not coming for basketball. Make sure you get some new some new gear on, new M over S gear. Make it happen at CollegeCornerStore.com or either of their two locations in the Jackson area. They are in Ridgeland by Fleet Feet. They're in Flowood. Buy the half shell. Advantage Business Systems doesn't want you to have to make a choice between that big business that can serve all of your needs and the local business that takes care of you with the personal touch. That's why they're both under one roof, and they've been doing it in this state for nearly 50 years. They are your neighbors. They are a Mississippi company born and bred. They've done a ton of business with Mississippi businesses just like yours. They're big enough to solve all of your information technology needs, but they're also a small enough company They give you the personal touch that you expect when you deal business with a local company. So call them today and find out how you can put them to work for you. Call them at 601-362-9192 or visit them online at absms.com. 
You can find out how Advantage Business Systems will help your business do business. LSU did some business. They did the business on Mississippi State. Joel, let's play a little game. All right. If I take you back in time about five hours. Okay. I told you, hey, Joel, State's going to score 80 points tonight. They're going to shoot 54% from the field. Only going to turn it over 15 times. Uh, Rebounds are even. And uh, LSU's going to get rung up three times on technical fouls. What's the final? State scored 80. What's the final score of the game? Well, first of all, if you had uh, called me five hours ago, I would have been upset with you because I was in the middle of a Bible study. So, uh, would, would have gotten on your case. I mean, I didn't know. And uh, I don't know what you do when you're not here. <laughs> Actually, you do know usually what I do when I'm not here. I, I don't know. Uh, I would have said that final score. Mississippi State would have won the basketball game. What's what's your final score? Uh, no one state scored 80, so all you got to do is give me an LSU yeah, score. Yeah. Uh, 80, 75, something like that. I would that. have said they won pretty big with those kind of numbers. Shooting 54% and LSU getting three techs. Yeah. I would have said they probably won by like 80 to 65 or something like that. But no, quite the opposite. LSU shoots 61% from the field, including six. It was 65.6. So close to the, the, the number of the beast. But it was 65.6 in the second half. And for a lot of the second half, it was 70%. Like yeah. It was like right. Yeah, they shoot 10 of 22 from behind the arc, 8 of 11 from the field, and they overcome three technical fouls to take a 94-80 win. State finally gets some shooting, finally gets some scoring, and they could not get a stop. Could not get one. Mark of a bad team, right? Find a way to lose. Find a... Joel Coleman, it's like you and I have been doing this for a long time, buddy. (laughs) Reading my mind of it. That's what bad teams do. They find... Ways to lose on things on nights where things go well for them, they they screw up the other side. State has been playing pretty good defense. They played great defense against Tennessee. They played great defense against Arkansas. They played pretty good defense against Ole Miss and Texas A and M. But they couldn't get enough points to win. Tonight they finally get the points, and their defense falls to pieces. And I blame one guy for that, and his name is Ben Howland. And I'm not talking about the Ben Howland just taking the blame kind of thing. When a team is shooting 61% against you, you have to change things. You can't just keep throwing the same thing at them. Give LSU credit. State got out to a pretty early lead in this one and was shooting the ball well. What did they do? They changed their defense. They went from man-to-man, which State was having success against, to a sort of a zone with a three-quarter court trap, and it confused State and allowed LSU to get the lead. And State just came out there man-to-man every possession. Cam Matthews didn't play. Coach's decision, but it got to figure he would have helped, so you have to assume that there was some sort of – I mean, you have to make the assumption there was a disciplinary reason not to play him because he's, he certainly needed his defense on the court. Derek Fountain, however, gave you a huge boost offensively. What a game for the freshman. Uh, 20 points on 8 of 12 shooting, 7 rebounds. Tolu Smith leads uh, MSU with 24 points and 11. Molinar with 16. Davon Smith with 12. I thought he played pretty well. DJ Stewart. And this is why I, I can't buy into him being the alpha dog. 5 points on 2 of 8 shooting. And I thought he had one of the key plays in the game. And I said something to you during the game. State had cut the lead, I believe, to 4. They got a stop. One of the few stops they got in the second half. And DJ has, is in perfect position to get, grab the rebound and push it up court. He sort of alligator arms it with one hand. LSU gets the rebound off of him. It should have been an easy rebound to get. They hit a three, and then an MSU turnover, and it, all of a sudden a four-point game is a nine-point game. And State was out of it from that point pretty much. 
they just found a way to lose, Joel. They did. They did. And I think I'm finally at the point with this team that they are now what I thought they would be coming into the year. Yes. Now, now yeah, yeah, 11 and 10. Yeah. They've lost five of their last seven. Yes. You know, I those that have listened to this show know that for a long time, uh, you know, when, when State was, what, 4-2 and two in SEC play yeah. and things, I, mean, I was big time beating the drum that this team is, you know, ahead of schedule much better than we thought they'd be kind of thing. Um, you, you have now what I guess you would call in statistics the return to the mean uh, you've been brought back down to earth, and now this team is exactly what I think we all thought it would be coming into the year, and that is mediocre. And I know that's frustrating. You know, I know that's frustrating for folks to watch and and see. Uh, but I go back to what we've talked about a couple times now on this show. I don't think it would be as frustrating if you hadn't beaten Missouri, you know, and if you hadn't lost to Ole Miss. Those two, two it's, games. It's still just Ole Miss to me. Is it still just Ole it's, Miss? I'm telling you right now, if they had just beaten them. By the way, since that game, Ole Miss has turned it on. They're probably going to make the tournament. So that's going to be a that's going to be a tough. They beat to the swallow. crap out of Missouri tonight, didn't they? They did beat them pretty bad. That's that's two straight home wins over ranked over top ten teams. And I think they get Missouri again. They do have Missouri again, but it will be on the road. But I mean that that'll be a tough game. But they have winnable games. Yeah, they still have a game with Kentucky. They still have a game with Mississippi State. I think they still have a game with Vanderbilt or something. I mean, they have winnable games left, but not to focus. But at that said, I mean, when you're going to compare the programs, it looks like Kermit Davis, he's on the verge of maybe making the tournament for the second time in three years, and Hallen is going to be on one tournament appearance in in six years, seven years at this point. So just a, it's just not good. It's just not good, and you know, it's still anger and it's still apathy, but. It, it's reaching the point where the, the damage is becoming irreparable, and I, I'm trying in terms of, you know, if if the government opened things up tomorrow and said you could have as many people in the hump as you wanted to, I don't know that there would be that many more people than there were in there tonight. You no, know, I, I mean, I have a pretty good gauge on how engaged the fan base is to certain sports based on page views on cowbellcorner.com. dot com. So. Uh, you know, by the way, I'll take any page views that you want to give me over there at cowbellcorner.com, folks. You don't have to read about the basketball team. You just have to click. Yeah, it. just click. And then when you find something, click something else and click something else. The, the more you click, there'll the be better. a lot of baseball uh, stuff on Cowbell Corner very soon. Yeah, you can actually find a. Uh, you oh, know, yeah, I think about, you know, who might be in the opening day lineup. It's there now. Cowbellcorner.com. Anyway, uh, you know, it's very evident by the number of people that are clicking on the basketball stories on cowbellcorner.com that. People are checking out, like yeah. the, And I don't mean trickling out. I mean they're gone. Yeah, they're I mean, tapping <laughs> out. They're out the door. Yeah. Uh, it's like the Travolta meme. It's you know where where is everybody? And maybe they come back next Saturday just to see what happens against Ole Miss. Yeah. Maybe they come back. We're going to that game. Oh my gosh. For the uh, we're going to eat. You're not wrong. Uh, maybe they come back for the SEC tournament just to see if lightning strikes. Oh, it's going to be, I mean, day one done, I think. I mean, is I mean, I, 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 that would be, I don't know about, we'll see how it goes, but I'm just saying, as crazy as this year has been, if they win a couple and then you, you kind of start, I mean, it wouldn't just totally floor you. It would totally floor me, Joel, at this point. I think this team, I mean, they've lost five of their last seven. 
the two wins are against a South Carolina team that's severely undermanned and the, maybe the worst Power Five team in the country in Iowa State. Okay, well, what if they what if they win four of the next six or something? I, I don't I don't even know what the schedule. Well, I mean, is they play up. Alabama. Not they, winning that. <laughs> uh, they play. Uh, they do have Vanderbilt. Ole Miss. They have Auburn on the road. Ole Miss on the road. They're not winning four of the next six. A and M on the road. They have Alabama at home. And there's one more home game in there that I'm South Carolina. I mean, maybe they could go three and three in the last six. I don't know, but I, I just don't see it happening. I mean, I just don't feel like this team. I, I'm not saying they've checked out. I feel like the effort was there on the offensive side of the ball tonight, but defensively they had. It, it, they just appeared to have no idea what they're. And this has been a good defensive team. I mean, look at their last. Uh, you know, what uh, four or five games. And, and, and the, the point totals aren't bad. They gave up 59, 61, 56, 56. They gave up 81 to an Alabama team that was averaging 90. 64, 69, 56. And then you go back to the, the, the Vanderbilt game, 81. That was a game where Vanderbilt had an incredible shooting day, if you, as you recall. I think they made like 15 threes or something like that. Yeah. 63, 78 in double overtime. And 73. There hasn't been a game like this all year for Mississippi State. Meanwhile, offensively, you know, outside of those two wins I mentioned, they, they haven't been able to do very much. 46 against Ole Miss, 53 against Tennessee, 45 against Arkansas. But you put 80 on the board, and you still lose by 14 points. And like I said, with Howland, I Howland, you know, he said many times, I don't like to run zone defense. Well, you know, I don't like to get up and go walking. But I want to live. So I'm trying to do that. You know, I try to exercise a little. I try to change my diet. I'm, I'm, I'm on that again. We'll see how it goes this time. But regardless, I'm doing it because I know that the other option is I just can keep getting fatter and die. I, I can hear my dad in my ears as I was growing up saying, sometimes, son, you got to do things you don't, don't want to do. do. And when, you, when LSU is just picking you apart and they're getting – they had 48 points in the paint. That's not the most impressive stat, by the way. Points off of turnovers. State had 15 turnovers that LSU turned into 26 points. Basically, every time State turned it over, LSU got a bucket. Yep. That's how you win basketball games. Talk about making somebody pay. On the other side of that, LSU had seven turnovers. State got three points. Couldn't even get, you know, double digits off of them. That's a pretty impressive stat from LSU. Free throw shooting, again, not great for State. 11 of 16. Uh, Three-point shooting wasn't bad. 9 of 24. They shot 54% for the game. LSU outscored them in the paint 48-34. to Fast break points 24-8. I mean, just... I, I I just don't know what to say about Mississippi State in this game. It, again, if you had told me they were going to score 80, I would have thought they were going to win. Let's talk a little more basketball just after this. Let's talk about... Let's move on into that. Uh, brought to you by our good friends over at Welcome Home Beef. I could go for a steak right now, even though it's like, you know, almost midnight. You know, if I knew there was a steak at the end of this, I would be a lot happier. I mean, we could... I guess they're closed. They are closed. We can't go get a uh, I was going to say, if they were open, we could do something equivalent to, you know, the football does like midnight maneuvers. We could do like midnight movers or something and go over there and eat Man- a steak. Maneuvers. Yeah. That's a million dollar idea. <laughs> midnight moodness. <laughs> midnight. Like that. Man- man- Mo- moonlight madness. I like that one. I like where it's going. Okay. We're going to get them to be open one night at midnight and we're going to... I'm going to tell them, like, open at midnight, crank up the grill, I'll be out there cooking steaks, people will show up. You know, that would really be an excellent idea for, like... After a baseball game or something? Yeah, like that, or like Super Bowl all weekend or something. Be out there at midnight cooking steak? Yeah. 
Yeah. You best believe. Bring the food truck to campus and just say, and, and Brian Hayden and Joel Coleman will be out there cooking. Of course, you know, Brian Hayden and Joel. Joel Coleman will be taking the orders. <laughs> I'll be cooking the steaks. <laughs> but regardless, this isn't a bad idea. We might we might go down the road with this. But if you just want to make it easy on yourself, you just go to Welcome Home Beef and buy yourself a steak and cook it up, and it'll be delicious. I promise you that. So call them at 662-268-8148 or visit them online at welcomehomebeef.com. Whether I cook it or you cook it, one thing's for sure. It just tastes good. Another thing I would tell you right now, if they were open right now, I might hit up two brothers. I could go for some barbecue. I could go for some delicious southern soul food with a funky fusion. A burger, a sandwich, some tacos, some Pork ribs. Pork rind nachos. Yes! Pork rind nachos, by the way, one of the greatest inventions of the 21st century, in my opinion. We're talking about nachos, but on pork rinds. Pork so rinds... Like no carbs. Pork... Well, the cheese has carbs. Yeah, I guess so. But other than that, you're not. That's not that bad. It's not that bad. But I mean, it's it's pig on pig. It's pulled pork and I mean, it's just, that's why. I mean, if you said Brian, one of the best appetizers in town, the first one I might say is the pork rind nachos. I might also say the smoked wings. So they got two out of the. I mean, they're like Alabama recruiting over there. They got two of the top three. <laughs> and they're not doing bad. And you need to go check them out. Maybe this weekend, maybe definitely this baseball season, they'll have the patio open on the warm weekends. Not this weekend. That's not going to be a warm weekend. But that patio is one of the best ones in Starville. Great place to people watch there in the Cotton District. And great place to get some great food and great drinks. So, at 621 University Drive, Two Brothers Smoked Meats. I need to. I, I, I want to work on a, a made-up slogan for them. You know, I've come up with so many. i got to come up with one for them. I don't know what it is yet, but I'll get there. All right, let's, let's keep talking about this. Mainly because nothing else happened today. And we, I don't want to do a 17-minute podcast. Yeah. Um, you, you said, talking about the SEC tournament and, and the remainder. What's fixable here? Or is it just, we talked about this on uh, Monday's podcast. Is it just about finding, you know, all right, Derek Fountain has stepped up. You know what you sort of, you sort of see what you're getting with him. He can be a big contributor next year. Do you try to find another guy like that? Could Anderson Garcia or Keandre Montgomery Start seeing some more minutes here? I mean, my gut feeling is, what's the chance of that happening? You know, I, I just great. don't see that happening. But then again, if you'd have asked me a week and a half ago, was Derek Fountain going to play a key piece the rest of the season? I said, heck no, because he hadn't played more than five minutes in any game. 20 points, seven rebounds, eight of 12 shooting, four of seven. For I mean, he has gone from, you never see him. He, he doesn't was a get white flag floor. guy. He was yeah. like, either you're up big or down big when he comes in. With so two now you can make a legitimate case that that kid needs to be starting. If I told you that this that state should go, Davon Smith, DJ Stewart, Iverson Molinar, Derek Fountain, Tulu Smith, and put a do on the bench. Well, that ain't happening. It's not happening. But I saw if if, if it's Coach uh, Joel Howland over there. I mean, it would be really You're, you're going to suffer defensively. I was going to say it'd be. I, oh my God, was, he was out there tonight, and they scored. They they just they scored at will. <laughs> you're not wrong. So why not go the other round and say, look, let's let's try to run up and down the court. Let's let's play a little faster pace. I, I, let me ask you this. Shout out to uh, my former baseball coach and the guy that married me. Hey, Coach Wilson, how you doing? You married a guy. He stood there as my wife and I said our vows. Oh, I didn't know you had been married. Proclaimed twice. us man and wife. Okay, so he was the officiant. He was. All right, he's also a, That's not what you said, a, though. He's a man of God, too. Okay, so, good for anyway. you. Sounds like a great guy. Uh, he is. He actually said, texted me a question tonight. said that this would be a rumblings question. It's not a rumblings you know what, day, get, but you know it. what? Uh, it technically is still rumblings <laughs> day. 
Yeah, I guess it is. But no, he was talking about Derek Fountain. And like, is that another like blemish on Howland a little bit? In that you got a guy like Derek no, Fountain. No, no, because that is, is Jaden Wally a blemish on Mike Leach because he because he came start, on late in the year. Yeah, I mean, yeah. freshmen start getting better, and that's when you can play them. It, you know, it's it's obvious that you know what you were seeing in practice from Derek Fountain wasn't any good three or four weeks ago. He's starting to figure things out. So no, I don't. I, I, I as much as you know, as much blame as on Howland's that play. Ain't it. That's that's not yeah. one of the things. Um, what an odd just storyline with him though. To yeah. go from a guy that Howland admitted a, a week or so ago that coming into the year, I think he was not even like their top ten guys, and now could maybe should be starting with the way he's performed, and uh, with his emergence. You just don't see Jalen Johnson anymore. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, he hadn't played in two games. Uh, Matthews, I don't, I don't know what the deal was with him on uh, Wednesday night, but right. I mean, Fountain maybe you know rising above him in the pecking I mean, order. State has three pretty good freshmen out there right now. Davon Smith, Cam Matthews, his role is what it is, but he's good at it. Yeah. And now Derek Fountain's starting to emerge. Well, that's the question. The question right now is we talk about guys emerging. It's all about next year at this point. Right. It just is. Yeah. So can and you can you can do you, you feel good about next year? Do you feel good about next basketball season right now today? Uh. Uh-uh. <laughs> I don't either. No. I mean, it's just difficult to do that. I did. I did a, before this stretch. Yeah. Before this. Final oh. Season. Yeah. Before they played Ole Miss, even I was like, this team is playing over its head a little bit, but next year they're going to be really, really good. I mean. Go back to the beginning of the season, and I, I sort of play this this game over again. If I told you that coming into the you know mid, with what eight games left to play, that Molinar and Stewart were combining for thirty five points a game, and Tolu Smith was a double digit scorer and had six double doubles, you said, "Wow, this team might be really good." Yeah, they're not. Let me play devil's advocate. I'm with you, but let me play devil's advocate. You would want to play the devil's advocate. Yeah. Yeah. We need to come up with a new name for that. We really do. Go cool. see in the, on this show. I'm the bad guy, so you should be playing Angels Advocate. All right. Well, we'll go that way. All right. Then that's really where I'm going to because I'm fixing a sunshine pump a little okay, bit. Okay. Give, give it to me. The Ole Miss loss. Ole Miss turns out they're not that bad. I mean, I, I get what you're saying, but I feel like that's that that game State could have put the hammer on them, and that might have just ended their season. Okay, but play along with me here. Okay. Alabama. We mm-hmm. know Alabama's really good, really and State good. hung with them. Yeah. Tennessee. Tennessee's really good. They're State good hung with them. They're a good team. I mean, the the only loss to a team that's, I guess, quote-unquote, not good, Texas A&M. Arkansas's not uh, great. LSU's not great. What's those uh, – I don't – you don't have to look it up. I, I'm wondering what those nets are on those teams was what I was getting at. Like, I, I didn't think it was – from a net standpoint, I didn't think it was too So what am I looking up there, Arkansas and LSU? Yeah. Because I think Ole Miss is – like Arkansas, a, I mean, that's a good. They're twenty eighth. I thought they were pretty high, but they're not. They're they're not a great team though. Uh, LSU is forty uh, first coming into the night. Ole Miss is top forty, I think. No, they're sixty. Oh, oh, really? But they okay. will they will jump up tonight with that because Missouri is uh, they were they were number ten in the country uh, from a. They were twenty fifth in the in the net. So that's, they're going to jump up. They'll jump up in the 50s tonight. A&M's probably like bottom A&M's 50, the worst like, one, yeah. Yeah. What I'm, what I'm getting at is, if you want to continue... 133. Yeah, it's just... 
if you want to be just uber optimistic, you can convince yourself that State played above its head for a while. And then they ran into a, a slate of teams that were pretty darn good with Alabama and Tennessee, and apparently Ole Miss does not suck. And uh, they're just hot right now. They're not. They're still not great. Uh, the the thing is this, and we talked about it when it happened. State came into that stretch where they had A uh, and M, Florida, and Ole Miss at home. Yeah. Before they played at Alabama and at Tennessee, and we said they're going to lose the Alabama and Tennessee games. They need to be two and one. Yeah, at I forgot worst. all about they beat Florida too. Yeah, they, they need to be two and one in this stretch. They were one and two. Yeah, that was the sign where the things were going to start going badly, and they have. And to be clear, I'm more on your side with this. I know, but we're playing Angels Advocate. Over yeah, there. if you want to paint a picture to be excited about next year, which is going to be really tough to do, that's how you do it. You know, you you. You look at the fact that some of these losses that you've suffered, they're very, very understandable losses. And it, given where you are right now, and you lost your four, top four scores every year ago, and you're a developing team, you can very easily understand why you would lose some of these games yeah, I that agree. they've lost. I agree. But, yeah, sitting here thinking about next year, let's just assume the hump's wide open. I don't think opening day you got 10,000 inside the hump. No. I mean, you're going to have to come out and start winning games. I mean, that's, that's the only answer. And, and I don't even know if winning games is it. you got to win games, and then you got to win the right games. Right. you got, you got to beat Ole Miss. you got to – you know, like the Missouri win that you got to – If you play you a non-conference a schedule, you can't lose but more than two. Yeah. You need to go into conference, play with two losses, and in, in a perfect scenario, you play Ole Miss in the first four games and beat them. Now, if you, you know, first four conference games, you're two and two, three and one, but their Ole Miss is in there and you've beaten them. Yeah. And then people might start getting interested again. But you start off conference play with four or five losses and you lose to Ole Miss early. And we're just doing the same old thing, same old thing. So is next year with Ben? Because I, I think, year. well, yeah, I, I, we're in agreement there. Is it tournament or unemployment line? Is yes. that, is that it's really gotta where be. we're at? It's got to be at that point. Because what, what are we talking about there? That's his eighth year? I think seven, right? Had four with Q. No, this is this is his. next year would be seven. Next year would be seven. Yes. Okay. Yeah, you're right. So yeah, seven years with one NCAA tournament appearance. Look, I and look, I'm not one of these people who tells you that MSU should be in the tournament every year. All right, they're not. They shouldn't. But they should be on the bubble most years. And you've only been. I mean, you really weren't on the bubble uh, Q's junior year. You know, you just weren't. Uh, you obviously you were, you were a good as much as disappointing as that last game was, and that's the only reason that season was disappointing. You were a five seed. You were in the top twenty five of the net all year. That was a good basketball team. Yeah. they lost a few games they shouldn't have, but they they won enough. They were, that was a good basketball team. I got no complaints with the the, the the Q Holman senior year team. Last year you underachieved. You had two guys that got drafted in the into the NBA. You had the SEC Six Man of the Year, and you had another double digit score. Who are now gone, and you couldn't. You weren't. You weren't even. You were. You were. You were like very, in the next four out. Very very bubbly. Yeah. <laughs> when I mean, the last off. bracketology I remember seeing, I did. I, and I did like a bracket watch for that that season. That they were constantly on like the the next four out, like they weren't even on the, the tops. You know, they weren't in the last four in or the next four in or anything like that. They were they were down the the, the chain of command a little, little bit. And now you have this year where. 
You have shown some flashes that you're better than you've played, but now you're just you're just in this huge rut. Like I said, you just you're just not playing well. It doesn't look like you're gonna. I mean, they have 11 wins. I mean, what are the odds they finish with more than 13? I mean, let's just go through it. I mean, you, you, they, should you be, like, they should beat Vanderbilt Saturday. You feel like they should beat Vandy. You feel like at they should Auburn. beat Carolina. Well, what was that? At Auburn. Probably a loss. At Ole Miss. As we see here today, it feels Probably like a loss. loss. South Carolina at home? I feel like they'll win. All right. At uh, Alabama at home? Loss. At, at Texas A&M? They should I win. I think they could win that. So that's what? They, that would be three more wins. So you'd be 14 and 13, I think, is correct. I mean... That's pro- I think going back to the year, it's funny, because I think going back to the beginning of the season, I said this team would probably win 15, 16 games. And that's sort of where they are. But again, it's not just about the, the big picture. It's not just looking at it from 1,000 yards up. you got to get down in it, and you see there's flaws. There's big problems with this team. And there are problems that could be taken care of, I feel. You know, free throw shooting is, is a problem. Turnovers are a problem. Those are things that you should be able to take care of. But it's just not that way right now, so... Back at it on on Saturday. Vanderbilt comes to town. We'll see if they can get anything going. Thank goodness it's a noon game. Oh God, I, I honestly don't know if I would go to an eight o'clock Saturday game. <laughs> like I just I can't bring myself to do it. At least there'd be no pod afterwards, but still. All right, uh, tomorrow's show will be Friday's show, so let's talk some football. Uh, we'll talk a little a uh, little year two of Mike Leach, maybe a little further than that, and maybe uh, maybe that's the time. You you wrote an article about the starting opening day lineup. Let's uh let's break that down here on the show. We can. Uh, Maybe a little bit repetitive because we kind of talked about those position battles the other day, but you know we talked about position battles. Let's get the whole lineup in here, though. Yeah, well, I didn't write a batting order out, but we can do it together. We can do it. That's what you're here for. All right, guys, have a great Thursday, Joel, and I'll be back with you on Friday for Joel T. Coleman. We just did 30 minutes on basketball. I bet everybody is thrilled. And I think our goal was like 17 minutes or something. No, no, I said I didn't want to do 17 minutes. I wanted to get to, to at least 20, and we did over that. So good job, good job, everybody. If you stuck to the end, we appreciate it. I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.